Right, so obviously the most important thing in this podcast is the update and the reveal of what Alex's pizza for a year rules are going to be. And uh, Alex, would you like to uh, fill us in on what, those year, or what that year of pizza looks like for you? Uh, year is 11 coupons for a free large pizza that's either pepperoni, cheese, or uh, Hawaiian. And Hawaiian, their Hawaiian disturbs me. Because it's not like pieces of pineapple. They're throwing entire pineapple rings on there. That just bothers me even more somehow. As someone who has no issue with pineapple on a pizza, that's that's wrong. That's the incorrect way to put pineapple on a pizza. Like that's the equivalent of like slicing a pepper in half and just dumping that on being like, What, you asked for pepper on your pizza? Or or you know what? Lengthwise pepperoni. Like, you know Oh God. <laughs> Where's this fucking Cthulian pizza shop we're running here? <laughs> like, I'm just picturing, like, this dude amongst a bunch of serial killers, and they're all afraid of him. It's like, what's that guy do? Oh, he ran a pizza shop. Like, he grind people up and put them in pizza or something? Nah, he put pepperoni lengthwise on pizzas and rings of pineapple. <laughs> I killed and ate 18 children, but that man, that man scares me. <laughs> <laughs> nightmare-ass scenario pizza shop we got going on here. Yeah. But now, given that we've talked about nightmare pizza scenarios, what else would be on the menu of this hypothetical crazy pizza place? Uh, mushrooms just, but not cut, just standing on pizza. You know, like like, like growing out of the pizza, or like someone went with a pair of tweezers and put them in so that they might root? It, looking as if they were rooted in the pizza. Yes. Ooh, yeah, I would eat that one. still. Still, though, awkward. Mm. It wasn't cooked or, like, was really cold when it got delivered. I might assume the mushrooms came there naturally, but if it's, like, obviously cooked and <laughs> still warm, I'd be like, eh, okay, weird, but... Just an entire anchovy. One giant anchovy fish sitting on there. So it's just, like, I'd a halibut that. flapped on a fish? On a pizza, you yeah. mean? Yep. Whatever or... an anchovy is, but yes. The yep. cheese, except instead of grated onto there, you know, like it normally, just slices. Slices of mozzarella on it. Okay, I got a story. I got a story. Slices of American cheese on I've there. I've eaten that pizza. I have... I, I've, there is a chain restaurant called Friendly's <laughs> that offers pizza on their menu. Um, You should never get anything but ice cream from a Friendly's, but their mm. pizza, as best I can tell, is like... It, it's a, like individual size pizza. It is four slices of cheese just melted like angrily onto a piece of bread with some sauce. <laughs> oh no, that's that's not that's that is an affront to pizza. I, like I said, I I take pizza very seriously, which is why I'm <laughs> outraged that this goddamn institution thinks. 11 free pizzas with limited uh, with weirdly limited but also like one weird curveball option for toppings is pizza for a year. <laughs> it's not even 12 months. It's only 11 months and that sucks. But like pizza for a year should at a minimum be 52 medium pizzas. It's, yeah. Um, well, it, it, there's a leap year and that's why there's only 11. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> yeah, 
So that's how that one works. Or maybe, I don't know, it's one of those things where, like, you have Lent for a month, and you're like, you're not going to have pizza for a month during Lent. I think Henry said that earlier today, right? Yeah, that, yep. that was a joke that was already made. I Yes. Yes, I like that one. I'm, uh, that's why I'm saying Henry said it. Awfully presumptuous of this rule set to assume you have religious inklings that force you to observe Lent. And you would think maybe they would do something like, uh, you know, a baker's dozen, you know, which is like 13. Yeah, know, again, it's, it's the number 11 that bugs me. Like, if it was weird. just If it was just one pizza a month, I'd be like, eh, shysters. But at the same time, I get it. It's still once a month you get a pizza or like one bitchin' pizza party kind of thing. Your choice in how you choose to do this. But yeah. it's the number 11. That's... That's the part that really upsets you. It's 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 like getting a dozen eggs and getting eleven, not twelve. You're just like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like I get a dozen donuts. Yeah, but I just I look in the box and there's eleven. I'm like, what? What? They're like, oh, it's a baker's dozen. No, 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 it's not. That's that's, that's not how this works. Yeah, it's it's the opposite <laughs> direction. Like, what is this? A a, a raffle dozen? <laughs> we just say a dozen and then make up what a dozen actually means like what is this two plus two equals five bullshit I guess three in this case but it's, it's common format apparently <laughs> yeah that being said I don't want anybody out here to think I'm ungrateful I am very grateful that it's still 11 pizzas I do not have to pay for true they are free so what if it was 12 I if, if it's 11 or 12, it doesn't matter. It's 11 or 12 pizzas. No, but, but what if it was 12, Alex? Think about how well that extra grateful would be. Then what if it was 13? And I can do this all <laughs> the way up to 364. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remove one day for leap year? No. You said 364. <laughs> well, apparently if they can't... just like the system! You took one away! If they can't do 12 months, they can't do a full fucking year either. Also, you don't lose a year on a leap year. You gain one, you idiot. Look, I don't have to listen to your science when it comes to this stuff, okay? All I know is I got 11 free pizzas and I am happy. This is true. This is fair. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, number 215. I am Kraken Zero, aka Nomad Har, also known as Henry. And with me, as always, is Charlie, aka Mordak Undivided, or Mordak with a 4 for the A. And Alex, aka Mave Online. And we. <laughs> We I wasn't are, feeling we are the moving right along. Week. What's that? I wasn't feeling the Wootly Woo this week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we we're still moving along. We're still uh, looking at the news, wondering why, why the news, just why the news. But, Am I looking at the news? I easily watched at least two Cyberpunk 2077 videos a hundred <laughs> times this week. So I, that's technically news. Yeah, that, that, that three prologue story thing they're doing looks real good. Uh, the, the tone is real good for all of them. I'm excited. Corporal Rat looks like fucking Corporal Rat. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'd say yeah, they've done a pretty good job with sort of promoting 
their product. It's pretty good. I mean, it's it's very much they've revealed a bit at a time, and the bits that they that they've been revealing have been look very cool. They look very interesting. There's so. gorilla arms. There's an item called gorilla arms. They're all <laughs> I want. <laughs> And they're in the weapons trailer, which means they understand how I'm going to use them gorilla arms. Oh, yeah. I'm going to punch things if people are unclear what my plan for these gorilla arms are. I, I didn't get that, Charlie. I wasn't aware. <laughs> I'm going to punch things or pull mounted guns out of mounted gun positions. I'm not sure which yet. Maybe both at the same time. Yep, gorilla arms that are also just made of guns. This isn't Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> Alright, what have you two been up to? Um, I haven't really been uh been doing that much. I uh I mean as we mentioned before, I got my coupons for my pizza. Uh and yeah, I got eleven free pizzas, which is pretty cool. So I look forward to trying them out. Um on top of that though, I think the icing on the cake, if you will, for this scenario is uh in the sauce on the pizza? No, my realtor um she saw that I won the free pizzas, and so she sent me a pizza pocket, or rather two of them. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the pizza pocket, it is a uh, it is a storage device for pizza when you're on the go that you wear around your neck. <laughs> a literal flavor flave of pizza, if you will. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure flavor flave is still the flavor flave of pizza, but nah, he's kind of like the like if he was a boss, he'd be. Some sort of time manipulation clock. No, no, but what's in the clock, Alex? Time. No, it's pizza. (laughs) He's smuggling pizza. (laughs) That's why it's so large. That's why it's so large? Yeah. Hidden inside? A man does not need a wall clock. What he does need is a gentleman's way of smuggling pizza into high-class affairs. This is fair. So Insulation on it. So I will now be answering the age-old question of, is pizza a jewelry accessory? Yes. Yes, it is, and I look forward to wearing it. So, yeah, uh, thank you very much to my realtor. She's cool. I'm just like picturing her. you now paying someone to bronze a pizza so you can wear it, and the bronzing shop being like, "Motherfucker!" No, <laughs> this is this is temporary. This, you know, this is like those candy beads that you get for necklaces. Ew. You just eat them. It's just, just pay- it's just pizzas. Yeah, I'm just picturing like uh, no, no. So basically, I'm picturing like running string through a bunch of the crusts that you're walking around, and the cheese is just slowly sliding off onto your shirt. Okay, it's how you make your gamer shirts now. I just realized that. Okay, we're back in business. <laughs> no, so what you have to picture it is it's gonna be the same as a candy string necklace, but you run the string through the middle of a bunch of pizza bagels, and so you're wearing like this giant necklace of pizza bagels. So you've got the really runny sauce on the shirt. Okay, I'm back in. coming off of it. Cheese is there, and you just, and just like the candy, you just bite into it. This still feels like a very wasteful and expensive way to get third-degree burns on your chest, but sure. I mean, you, you'll get third-degree, here's the thing, if you get third-degree burns from wearing a pizza necklace, you're clearly not enough of a man to do it, and this is on you, so you gotta suffer for your art. the best of the best are allowed to do it, so boom, there you go. Fair enough. As uh, Alex, pizza for a year, Mave Online has stated, this is the correct way to wear pizza. Exactly. And, and, and me and Henry do not have the authority in this ring to 
have a voice on this. We have not won pizza for a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will run string across the pizza bagels when I buy them and send you guys a picture at some point. Have you informed New York that you are now the pizza expert and that they must bow down to your decisions? New York was never the king. There, I said it. Uh, If you're uh, from New York listening to this podcast, you heard me. I was going to say, at the risk of angering our listeners and also me and Henry on this podcast, uh, where do you think is the king of pizza, Alex? Well, right now he's in Portland, Oregon, baby. Fair enough. <laughs> Prior to your ascension to the throne, where was it? Uh, it was just a bunch of feuds and warring, like, feudal lords of pizza. Okay, so... You've kind of gone, you're, you're the great unifier. You've brought all yes. the tribes of pizza under one banner, your banner. <laughs> Got yes, it. Yes, there were a bunch of feudal lords of various states arguing their pizza was the best. You had the House of Chicago and the House of New York. But alas, they have now fallen to the House of Alex. Does this make you the pizza con, or do you sit upon the cheesy throne? Uh, No, I am the pizza shonen, if you will. Is that like the, the shogun? There we shogun, go. you mean I like am... your your Nobunaga? Yes, I am the pizza shogun. Pizza Naga. Yes. So, take that, and uh, I welcome you all to my newfound pizza kingdom. Uh, this escalated quickly. From yes, the it did. I I like where this one. Well, there's a new gamer tag somewhere in here for you. <laughs> pizza shogun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing that to my Steam name. Finally, we get a better name out of you. <laughs> the plan is working, Alex. Or no, Henry. The plan is working. Next, we get him to change other things about him. He's going to see a movie. <laughs> you just weren't a big fan of berries and cream. No, neither of us were. No one was. Everyone no hates one it. has ever been a fan of berries and cream. Berries and cream is a great freaking commercial. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> the Pizza Shogun has spoken. The Pizza Shogun is not an expert on commercials. Pizza Shogun's rule travels past just pizza. Yeah, it covers like cheesy bread and breadsticks and <laughs> cinnamon rolls, I guess, so long as they're from Pizza Hut. And dessert from pizza, in which case, berries and cream skittles are a great dessert for pizza. My ruling has passed. All right, Alex, I'll tell you what on this one. You use one of your fancy pizza vouchers. You call this pizza place and tell them to cover a pizza in Skittles and then videotape your eating, yourself eating all of it. I will concede this point. You think I won't fucking use one of my coupons and put Skittles on that bitch? Oh, no, I'm betting on it at this point. point. I want to know what color you vomit after you eat this monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> Taste oh. the rainbow. Don't you dare tempt me with a good time, Charlie. That doesn't sound like a good time at all, but whatever floats your boat, I guess. <laughs> you you want to talk about Destiny Solstice, Henry? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Last night, I logged on to uh, Destiny for the first time. Destiny 2 for the first time since uh, Solstice of Heroes started, and uh, it's it's real bad. At what point did you know I was in trouble when you asked me about the event? I was like, I'm gonna let you make your own opinions on this one. Oh no, no, that 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 did not bode well. 
I, I figured, and it just, it just kind of got worse. And then, like, the more explanation I got about what the event was, yeah. what you would eventually get out of it, the more I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm never doing this thing again. I did it <laughs> once. I'm never, literally never doing it again, because yeah. what do you get out of it? Armor. You get to glow. I know, this armor, that glow is pretty cool, but also, yeah, I... Uh, it makes, uh, I hope people use it in PvP. Oh, I'm gonna. Well, yeah. I hope you make your happy ass glow like an idiot in the middle of PvP. Please do that. <laughs> yeah, that game's fast if it doesn't matter, but yeah, it's... I, For those unclear what we're talking about, Solstice of Heroes is the summer event in Destiny that Certain people will go will stand hard for this thing, but like generally in the Destiny community it is viewed as the worst thing in Destiny period. Besides trials? No, tri Trials is its own problem. Like trials if it was working correctly and wasn't full of cheaters would be for a certain group of people. Solstice is this thing that just exists that for people like me that, like, really want the Moments of Triumph achievement, I look at it and go, Oh, son of a bitch, I'm about to do all this, aren't I? And then I wind up doing it, and I feel bad about it. I, it yeah, it's... I hate Trials. I hate Solstice more. Like, it's... <laughs> and it's not just Solstice armor I hate. The EAZ is, I think, the worst thing you can do in Destiny hands down. Like, there are... There's never been a repeatable activity. Like, the level itself is cool. I like the verticality the of it. The first time you do it. Well, I'm just talking about the level itself. Yes. I'm not oh. talking about actually playing it. I'm just talking about the way it's put together is cool. Yeah. The, like, I like a I like the verticalness of the level. Yeah, no, and that's now, the issue. Now, doing the things that you have to do within that for the mission is dumb. Real dumb. Yep. Yeah, sometimes... Like, where the bosses will appear, where they'll be generated, is in really dumb places. Sometimes, like, trapped... Oh, yeah, <laughs> the, no. Uh, the great thing is watching a giant ogre boss being trapped in a teeny tiny room. Yeah. And you, uh, just, you just fire at him, and he can't fire back because his, he's firing directly into the walls. He can't manage to hit you, so you just, you just stand outside the window just shooting the... Shooting the dumb ignorant thing over and over again because he can't fire back and the it's, eac has it you, you run it like once or twice and it's fun and ability you do not have to run it as much this year as you did last year like last year you had to run the eaz just a ungodly number of times potentially and by the end of it you just hate that thing like because it it doesn't change of all the bosses maybe one of them is fun maybe like the hive ones are straight up terrible. Yeah, the hive is in general, I think, one of the more difficult villains in the and game. They're supposed to be. Uh, the brood yeah, witch is a I, cool thing, just because the mechanics for it are kind of interesting. You have not faced the ogre boss, which is just a giant ogre that pops up there that has just way too much health. It, it's like, yeah, yeah, the weak spot is giant, but it's got way too much health and. This map is laid up in a way that, like, it's tall enough, it just shoots over cover at you. Yep. Yeah, there's, there's no meaningful cover. Yep. 
but yeah, it's yeah. I like the map itself. I would like to see that map itself used for something that's like not terrible. Uh, because I like I like the there's not a, there's very almost no maps in Destiny Two that are like more vertical like this. Yeah, I you've fallen for the great thing. I, I at one point in time there was a tease that we were going to get Chicago as a patrol zone, and the, like the selling mm. point of Chicago was. Chicago is irradiated, so it was all going to be kind of this big vertical map if you're running on top of buildings and stuff, and that has always been this thing of, like, man, that could be so cool. And, yeah. the, and the EAC happened. We're like, man, this could have been so cool. Yep. <laughs> it's just the mission that they put with it is yep. real dumb. And uh, I did play it a few more times just to get the weekly uh, thing. Is just like you had to open a certain amount of packages. Yep. And then I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to play this again. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, it's real dumb, and the what you have to do for the armor, like, apparently, alright, so I only play one character, because that's pretty much all I have time for. I, I play a hunter. And apparently the hunter's set of armor is the dumbest to unlock. It's... I think it's the hardest one. I think the warlock one is the easiest. The titan one is... Kind of Goldilocks right there in the middle. Uh, so, uh, I guess some background on this to have some context. There's one specific sticking point they made better from last year to this year, and it is hmm. get a hundred grenade uh, void grenade kills. Doesn't sound that hard. Trying to efficiently move through the event makes that thing hard. And maybe also, like, if I had tried to get it all done in one weekend, it gives you a lot more time to do this in, but also, do you really want to be doing this for more than a week? No. No, you don't. Mm. Uh, is that Void Grenade Kills for the Hunter you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because Hunter Grenades suck. Yeah. Hunter Grenades are awful. It is and the... the Void Grenades might be the worst of mm -hmm. them. Like, yeah, Hunter Grenades are notoriously shit. They're yep. really terrible. They should be way better. Yeah, and it, it's it's other dumb stuff where it's like play ten gambit matches. Doesn't sound like a big deal unless you really hate gambit, which a surprising amount of the community does. But also, mm. gambit prime doesn't generate the orbs you need to make meaningful progress and other stuff. So then you're stuck playing normal gambit, which I like normal gambit not as much Me as too. prime, but it <laughs> takes too long. It takes way too long. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a it's a long. They're, they are long matches, but that's why I kind of like them. I, yeah. I like them. I like Gambit. That's why I like the, you know, the current season's public event thing, which is basically just Gambit in a in a kind of smaller space. That's it. It's just Gambit. All the fun of Gambit with no running around. Like, literally, you just, Gambit's happening right there. Do Gambit. And I enjoy that a lot. I think it's definitely the most enjoyable seasonal public event I've played so far. Granted, I have not played many. I've only been playing since, like, November, last November. So. Yeah, you'll get to do the Festival of the Lost, which happens in October, towards the end, like, October, November. And that one's fun. I, I think that's like that and Crimson Days are the two best events, but also Crimson Days is around for, like, a week and can be completed in a few hours. Solstice is bad really bad. Like, 
it makes Dawning's cookie event look good by comparison, and that event is also just terrible. I was yeah, I basically got the armor and I just like I put it in the vault. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never doing these things. Yeah. But I'll just put them in the vault because the vault is huge. I have plenty of room in there because I regularly do try to keep it somewhat clean. I do keep a lot of exotics in there, but that's in a certain amount of sort of any pinnacle stuff that I'm not always using, I keep in there. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. No, it's not. I've been doing too and, much of it. Yep, yep, because you want that, uh, the the moments of triumph yep. thing so so how does how does this moment of triumph feel is it triumphant i want it because 2020 has sucked and i want to have triumphed over 2020 <laughs> that's my thought process it's not a good thought process but there we are yep luckily you don't have to properly finish all of it to get the moment of triumph right yeah mathematically i could get it now i think so long as i do the trials thing but mm. so here's the rub i guess getting one can also get me the other and if it i'm at the point where it's like eh, just get the glow like i i have one of the two triumphs for this and my clan is like the parts of my clan that are actually doing this are like, yeah, we'll do trials next week and forever the fuck needs it. And that then puts me in this weird situation where I have my hunter all the way up. She's ready to go. She can go do trials and get through the rest of it. Like, we could burn out this an entire weekend. But also, once you hit the final phase, progress is shared across all of the characters. And once you kind of get a character all the way through that, it applies a multiplier to the progress of your sequential characters. So now I have kind of a week to kill, but also I'm looking at it going, huh, I could get my Warlock and Titan done too. Hmm. But yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah i super not interested. Oh yeah, in no, I, I, I wish I wasn't this way. Like, Trials is, uh, Solstice is terrible and should not be a thing. Yep. Uh, it, I'm glad it exists from the simple perspective of it's not the Taken Spring situation, but it is in one of the best season, if not the hands-down best season Destiny has ever had. The fact Trials, or not Trials, not keep saying Trials, the fact Solstice is part of it is still a, yeah, it's here. How do you feel about that? Oh, not good? Cool. Cool. <laughs> but still, yeah, the public... The, yeah, the at least the seasonal public event is really fun. I really like doing it. Yeah, I I don't like the weekly sort of mission associated with it because when you, that mission itself is, it feels like the same fucking thing every time. Yep. I mean, it's it's oh, got it is. some variants, but the variants are so slight. It really does feel like you're doing the same mission. Every and also, like, imagine week. trying to figure that thing out without outside resources. Like, I had to tell you what to do in that thing. That thing does not say what the fuck it is at all. Well, you just go through it, kind yeah. of. I mean, you just run through it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, the mission itself is 
still not fun. It just seems like stuff has too many hit points and, and too much stuff is attacking you at the same time. And Wither Horde just... and Fallen Guillotine are your friends for it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, but you also want something to... Well, Wither Horde works all right on the big... The Eye of Savathun thing that's that you're that you're basically killing throughout the whole mission, but is it if you hit it with it, it will have after effects, which is which is good. Maybe I'm confused. Um, what are you talking about? What's that? What are you talking about? You still have the EAZ or something else? No, I'm talking about the weekly mission for oh. the season. Oh yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about the EAZ. Still, I got confused. Um, no. Golden Gun. I was talking about the things I actually care about. That's fair. Have you tried tried Celestial Nighthawking it yet? Um, I mean, I no, I haven't done that, but I'm sure that's... Big damage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really enjoy the fact that... I don't, I just don't usually run a Golden Gun, uh, uh, build. Yep. Ever. But I do have a good Celestial Nighthawk. Like, I've, I've gotten a very... Like a nice, relatively high stat one, so that's when I I do keep that kind of around where I can put it on very easily. Though I use the Wormhus Crown almost all the time. It's just a little extra bit of life to keep you alive, and where when you're running a hunter, it's like it's you're it's sometimes a little more difficult to stay alive. But anyways, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, well, you want to talk about anything else you did? I played <laughs> Eve Echoes. Hmm, the phone game. Yeah, I saw the sentence, it's Eve, but for your phones, it went, oh, I should download that, and then played mm. some of it, and realized I could not link it to my real Eve account, and promptly stopped playing. That's weird. Yeah, it's 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 a phone-based MMO, which is not a sentence I like. <laughs> I, I was hoping it's like, yeah, here's like the phone-appropriate version of Eve, and like we can't like for various reasons we obviously can't have you like playing in the real universe, but like you can link your accounts and make progress. And I've been like, oh, cool, it's exactly what I want, and because like it's Eve in small doses is on the road or on the on the go, and then I'm like, oh, this isn't Eve at all. Well, it is, but not in the way I want it to be. Hmm. Yeah, I have an Eve Online account. It's like that I've barely ever touched. Maybe <laughs> you can help me figure out how to play that. Like every couple of years, I like, I, I don't know. Like something happens. I'm, I'm gonna try Eve again, and I try to play Eve, and I just can't get it to click. And I'm like, maybe the phone version's the version for me. And well, the know. thing is, it's a real long game type of situation. Oh no, where... I can't get past like the first couple hours. I- I'm aware it's a do a thing, go to work, come home, have that thing maybe done. It's like waiting. There's a lot of waiting. No, no. I, I, again, online. like I, I'm into that. In an early game, it's worse before you have multiple things that you're dealing with. It's like it's actually the the beginning starting out is. It's slow. Maybe real we, slow. Maybe it's we give this a, a shot and do a stream of it or something. Because I have threatened <laughs> to do this on numerous occasions. Yeah. But it's always something dumb, like I'll try and do something, and like either some game-breaking bug will happen or a pop-up will happen. I think I get what it's saying. 
and then I click away from it, and it's like, oh no, that was actually super important, what did that say? Oh no, I can't find this in the most ridiculous menu system ever! Oh yeah, it's kind of labyrinthine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that, there is a thing about EVE Online on it being kind of impenetrable in a certain sense. It's just, I want to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, the, once you get it, like, into the mid-game of it, it's, it starts to become way better, but it's like, starting out is really slow and really hard. But, yeah. so, speaking of EVE, because of EVE Echoes, I re-downloaded EVE to my computer and have not played it yet, but... It's mm. sitting there being like, hi, it's been a year and a half, I'm back. And I'm like, you are, Eve, you are. Yeah, for me, it was like, ten years ago was the last time I played EVE Online. So I you think... have not played EVE Online either, got it. No, I have, no, I haven't played in like ten years because, yeah, there's, it's just, there's an impenetrability to it that's just like, and it, just the slowness of starting out and then, I don't know. And then somebody, then a troll rolls by and just, like, steals all your stuff. It's just like, well, that happened. Yeah, we're on the cycle. I, I played Warframe, next step is Eve, and I'm not trying to leak Dangerous again. Like, I know how this works. It's like, these are the games I wish I could get into, but can't. Yeah, well, I mean, at least in the other MMOs I play, it's like, people, you, you, nobody can run over and take all of your things. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the last... MMO I played like that was Ultima Online. <laughs> I want to be but, where the gankers are. Yep. <clears throat> yep. But yeah, I I think that's another reason why it's like, I don't know, getting into EVE Online is uh Yeah, that's the correct sound. Tiring. Yes. It sounds tiring. Yep. It seems tiring, but anyways. Arguably yeah. the same way getting into Destiny at this point is tiring and semi-impenetrable, but at least that one, it's like, shoot it in the face. But Shoot it in the face! Yeah, just shoot it in the face repeatedly. That's going to work very well. Eventually you'll Most figure it out. Most of the guns you're going to get are going to be relatively workable. Like, even in the early game, the guns you're going to get, they're going to do some damage to stuff. Yeah, at no point in Destiny are you going to get a, sh are you going to get a gun that's like, oh, um, yeah, uh, you're not just not the right level for this, but because you haven't put training into this skill, you're not even sure this is a gun. You think it's like a back scratcher, and because of that, it might kill you. Yeah, no, it's like, you pick up a gun, you can use it. This doesn't matter. Uh, unless gun. it's level. There's... Unless level, but yes. I mean, there aren't really level-locked guns yeah, in Destiny, are. though. I guess the pinnacle stuff? Um, it is... Maybe not in D2. I might be thinking of a D1 thing. It used to be possible. No, it's not. It's, I, I don't remember anything in D2 about light level being required to use a gun. Yeah, I... It... That, I think that, that may have been gone away, because yeah, I, think, I don't remember I, that. I think right, because it was to stop you from just, like, throwing all of your... You used to save guns specifically for leveling purposes, but I also could be confusing mm. my games at this point, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't really a thing. I don't remember any point in time where I couldn't use a gun that I got. You know, it wasn't, I mean, the only things that took more time to get were the pinnacle weapons, which, you know, take, take a bit to get, yeah. usually. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, in Destiny 2, that's the thing, it's like, it's 
yeah, for me, it was really easy to pick it up. It was just like, hey, shoot things in the face a lot. You win. <laughs> That's it. And uh, and uh, make your make your armor really pretty. Like yeah. I've been going with a purple and gold look because I can. Because <laughs> that's one thing I do appreciate about uh, Destiny Two is like you can color everything any pretty much anything you want. Like with all the different like uh, uh, with all the different shaders you can use. It's just like yeah, yeah. You, you can make your dolly really really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is all true. That's what that's it on my end. It's been kind of a <laughs> solstice week. Lots of table topping stuff going on. Adjusting yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um. For me, uh, I went to Venice Beach. I decided I wanted to go. Uh, my uh. How did you pull that off? Well, I just get on a train and go. Huh. What do you mean? Sorry, just the idea of taking a subway right now during COVID seems crazy, but also I get it. Yeah, uh, I mean, people are social distancing on the subways. Yes, sir. Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I noticed that everybody's wearing a mask. I mean, masks are required to get on, but everybody's distancing on those as well. So, as well as they can. So, yeah, I mean, and people are social distancing on the beach itself. So, I mean. Not sure. Uh, and there's a certain amount of places still open. Any place with the patio service is still open. Some of them have made their own patios, as we noticed, uh, which is smart if you want to have a restaurant and still be open right now. But, yeah. Uh, Venice Beach, Very, I still like the vibe there. I mean, like, where Santa Monica is very family-friendly, Venice Beach is... It's it's different. It has a, it has a nice feel to it. I like the feel of Venice. Mm-hmm. It's not completely gentrified. I mean, it's been hurt by gentrification, let me tell you, but it's not completely gentrified, at least yet. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I go a little stir-crazy if I'm stuck inside. Like, while I am, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a definitely part of me that's an introvert. I do like to get out and do things. And, yeah, but Venice Beach, yeah, it's cool. Um, otherwise, um, yeah. Other games that I've been playing, uh, I played one called Air Memories of Old, and that's A E R, and it's one of the ones I got on Epic Store for free, because that's the thing they do. So <laughs> always look out. I ha- I have quite a large library uh, in Epic now, and most of it I got for free, which is really weird. I I can't say that I I can only say that for good old games, which have given away a lot of games. They for have free, been, but... yeah. Um, in general, but yeah, uh, Air Memories of Old. It's really cool. Uh, it's kind of low, uh, lower poly sort of, but very very stylized. Like really, it has a really cool look to it. To be honest, the color palette is also very cool, very carefully chosen. And so, what you essentially are playing is one a character that can transform into a bird. And only certain, not, it's not something that everybody can do. Only certain people can kind of transform into animals. And it works really well because the world itself is all in the sky. So something happened, and this is kind of part of the game. Something happened 
to where there's just a bunch of sky islands now. And but you're one of the people that can just basically fly from island to island because you can transform into a bird. And the bird has really cool bird flight mechanics. Like, you can just kind of float. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you can kind of soar. And, but if you want to go higher or, like, make a big change to your speed, you have to flap a few times. But you don't have to keep flapping all the time because that's not how birds fly. They just flap a few times and then just kind of glide a lot. And that's what you do. That's how the bird, bird mechanics work. It's, it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Like, just that alone. It's just fun to hop into the game and just transform into a bird and just kind of soar. You know, just, you know, glide and flap a few times, glide more. There's no real combat in the game. You don't have a health meter. It's really about just exploring this sort of sky colony. And essentially, you end up kind of looking into the history. And there's some cool mechanics to that. Like, I kind of don't want to give it away because the mechanics for even going into the history are really cool. Like, the way that you explore the history of this world is... It's interesting. I mean, like I said, there, some, some big cataclysm happened to cause all of these islands to just be up in the air and fairly separated and fairly small. Like, fairly small islands, most of them. Uh, I'm kind of exploring a section at a time, taking my time going through it because the game is fun. It's fun to play. It looks really nice. And, yeah, and the way you kind of go through the history is, is very cool. And the way that you kind of see what's happened in the past, the mechanics of that are, are really fun. So, yeah, essentially you end up with an artifact that helps you to sort of Cert, like turn things on and also helps you to find out more about what happened and yeah it's very cool very awesome game I definitely highly recommend it it's not terribly expensive I mean if you just buy it in general but yeah it's yeah very cool and it's just a, it's just an exploration game when it comes down to it. it's just a narrative it's like a uh, kind of like a yeah it's a guide to a narrative where you get to explore the narrative where, yeah, there's, you don't like, if you fall off the islands, you'll just, and if you just soar too low or just don't transform, you'll just reappear on the nearest island. There's no, yeah, so there's no danger in the game, per se. There's a, the one thing I will say that's a bit weird is there are the occasional jumping puzzles when you go into sort of some of these caves or into hmm. like a building, which is real weird because it just, you can't transform into a bird inside of these places. I'm like, that's, it's really weird to have a jumping puzzle in a game where otherwise you should just be able to fly to whatever. It's not that jumping puzzles have been hard at all. They aren't. Yeah, but you can turn into a goddamn bird. But you just you aren't allowed to within these buildings or in these caves, and that's that's the weird part. It's just like, well, they had to disable a major mechanic of the entire game to kind of have some jumping puzzles. I mean, I think it would make more sense if they were if they took advantage of the bird flight in these places where you needed to use the bird to kind of solve some of these puzzles. Mm. But uh, yeah, like project kind of your bird spirit or something. Yeah, well, I mean, or just, you know, use the bird to fly into small places and, like, 
hit switches or you know do things that you need to do to progress. You know, use the bird in you know the bird flight in clever ways where you know maybe you have to just land on something in a certain way or like yeah, hell no. It seems really weird to have any sort of a jumping puzzle in a game where basically they just had to disable what is definitely a major mechanic of the game in order to have some jumping puzzles. And that's that seems a weird choice. Not sure. Is that's kind of seem feels kind of immersion breaking because all of a sudden I can't transform into a bird when if I could transform into a bird this wouldn't be a puzzle at all. At the risk of wanting to punch myself in the face, is it possible the bird flight elsewhere is metaphorical and you're not actually turning into a bird or is it pretty explicitly <laughs> that you're a bird? No, it's explicitly that you're a bird. Gotcha. It's even like people comment on it. It's rare that we see, you know, one of the people who can, you know, transform around here. And oh shit, yeah. so you people actively saying like, "Man, it's super cool that you can literally and not metaphorically in any way, but like bones breaking, blood somehow contracting turn into a bird." Yeah. Damn. You turn into a fairly large bird. I didn't notice that, but um, yeah, no, no. It's like they're like, yeah, people like you, you know, people who can just transform into animals are kind of rare. So they they kind of practically have a holy place among the peoples, because it's not it's not super common. But some people can just transform into animals, and that's just the thing. But yeah, it's but it's a really cool game. I mean, it's I, I spend most of the time just. Flying around as a bird because mechanics to it are pretty simple and pretty fun. What was the name again? Ether. A A Air A E R. Memories of Old is the sort of subtitle to that, but yeah, A E R, and it's really cool. But yeah, I got it free on Epic Store sometime back, but I just now got into really playing it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. No, the more we've joked about it, the more I'm remembering that there was this... I think this was back, like, in PS3 days, maybe? No, uh, more recent than that. There was this... It turned into a crow. It was the super... Like, I'm looking at the art for this now, trying to figure out the same game. Like, it was this super dark, stylized route in this desert being, like, sometimes a bird, sometimes a person. I'm wondering if that game became this, ultimately, but I can't tell. This game's very bright. Yeah. Oh no, this very was like bright. all shades of brown and black and gray and the occasional like whiteness for directorial purposes. Like I, I don't think it's the same game that I'm looking at it more, but yeah, similar uh, arbitrary birdness. Yeah. But yeah, it's and but it is something you kind of have to have because yeah, all the floating islands a lot of them are pretty far away from each other. And there's there's a lot of them, and most of them aren't very big, so you do a lot of hopping, and or just like you know enjoying flying around as a bird, which is fun. Yeah. How is the bird that flight? way? What's that? How is the bird flight? Like, is it just kind of pick a direction and go, or is there like active mechanics of birding about? Well, I mean, there's the mechanic of. Like you're mostly gliding, which is really a lot of what birds do. Well, there's like updrafts very... and stuff. It's not just a go straight and you're good. There are some drafts in places that you can huh. take advantage of. For the most part, not, but they're but they're very visible. Like it's not it's not like a surprise. You can see kind of where they're going and where they're pushing. But yeah, there are there are some uh, mechanics like that, and definitely makes you go a lot faster if you can catch it. Yeah. But otherwise, you're just kind of 
gliding around, occasionally flapping your wings to change to like to change direction faster or to go to rise in altitude. You have to flap. But yeah, it's it's very easy. It's very it's very easy, but it feels good. It feels nice. Like the the game feel is very good and the play control is great. So it's very responsive. And never it never feels sluggish. It feels nice and sharp, so and you can fly pretty fast when it gets, uh, especially when you're if you flapped a bit and you're gliding. Yeah, you can you go pretty fast. Um, I guess other than that, I'm still watching uh, Gintama, and it's it's real weird. I can see why it's super popular. It only like like the last episodes or you know in manga were only ended like this year. So it ran for a very long time, and I'm only up to like episode like twelve of three hundred and fifty. So Jesus, yeah, it's one of those. It's not but one it does, piece, but it's got some legs on it still. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it and it does have an ending, whereas One Piece actually still going. <laughs> so it's like, unless you're watching a lot to catch up, it's. You're you're not you're not catching up with One Piece. It just keeps going. I will say this: One Piece has been very is generally like just when I've watched it off and on, very good about ongoing character arcs. So it's like there's a lot of change to the characters. I don't know as someone who enjoys uh, One Piece, despite all common sense telling me I should unscreen yeah. for that thing. I enjoy One Piece. But yeah, uh, Gintama is definitely interesting. I, I like it. I, I definitely like it. Though it's just, like I said, it's a weird mix of obvious satire and parody, and then also serious things going on and serious storylines going on as well. Oh, so, sure. Yeah, it's really weird. But, yep. I mean, it's social satire as well. There's a lot of it that is definitely social satire. But, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that was pretty much my week. So, I guess it would be time for some news then? Yeah. News? I have nowhere to start this week. We want to get through the simple stuff first and then... Move on to our increasingly more complicated shit. Sure. sure. Alright, so we got some game delays. Oh no. Vampire the Masquerade 2 has been delayed until 2021. Okay. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, I, I, I hope I just hope that the combat in it yeah. doesn't like combat in the first one kinda sucks. It's kinda not great, but mm. yeah. I would like to see if they've like like really overhauled the combat. Yeah, it, as someone who enjoys that first game and keeps threatening to go back and play it on stream, kind of warts and all, because that game's combat wasn't great, but parts of that game were cool, but also parts of that oh, yeah. game have not aged well. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, as someone who played, like, we both also are fans of the RPG. I think you've done more of the LARPing than I have, I'm guessing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alex, not all delays on this podcast are for you. Sometimes there's stuff me and Henry care about. Uh, <laughs> uh, we beg to differ on that one, but okay. 
I'll let you have this one. You want to talk about Halo Infinite instead, <laughs> Alex? Is that what you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, uh, Halo Infinite. I think if anything, I mean, it's going to narrow down to our next story, but I think it's definitely going to fuck with the Xbox series. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. Yeah. We have our first whip in the most kind of no-duh, surprise, surprise. I, I don't know why we just can't get a goddamn release date out of either of you two big players in this space. News entry to date, I think. Uh, the Xbox Series X has been officially confirmed to be launching sometime November 2020. Uh, if you two were going to pick a time span in which to launch a video game console, when would you probably put that video game console out? Uh, November, December, normally? Yeah, that, that seems like a yeah. smart time period with the whole holiday thing in the U.S. happening and a big chunk of the rest of the world. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more mad See? there's no date attached to this. It's just like, oh, we have an official time span. It's November. You know, shit, it's November. <laughs> yeah, the only thing, too, though, is, like, that's supposed to be one of its, like, release date highlight games. Yeah, so uh, the other thing is that Halo Infinite has now been pushed to 2021. So, like, depending on who you are, the biggest release game and or reason to buy an Xbox Series X isn't launching with it anymore, which, again, adds to this question of, why are you buying an Xbox Series X so quickly again? Because they have not done a great job of showing off anything release window for that that looks kind of fuck yeah worthy. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this before occasionally. I mean, with with the release of consoles like the, the PS3 did not launch with great games. Hey, man. Hey. I'm not realizing I'm not sure if Killzone Shadowfall was on the PS3 or the PS4, so I retract my hey, hey man, because I think that was on PS4, actually. Uh, yeah, no, the PS3 had a terrible launch. Yeah, PS3 did not have great launch titles. Neither did the 360, did. really. No. Mm -hmm. No, not really, yeah, when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not it's not like this will be the first time where a new console comes out and is just like eh with the with the launch titles. Oh, eh. I take that back. The first Resistance Fall of Man came out with the PS3. That was actually a really good game. Hmm. A lot of sports games. Yeah. It's sports, weird sports sports sports. It's weird looking at a list and seeing Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas. Mm. How is that weird? Is that a re-release? No, because that game came out a really long time ago, and just kind of it puts it in perspective. Like that's one of the few Rainbow Six games that actually got a sequel, a direct sequel to it. And like, yeah, where Siege has run for what almost six years now. The Rainbow Six Vegas franchise also ran for like I think almost ten years across all all the games. Like it, yeah. it was a powerhouse for one. Like seeing like. Yo, new uh, new game, Rainbow Six uh, Vegas. Like, damn, that was a while ago. Yep. Fuck, Need for Speed Carbon is on this list of PS3 release titles. Along with Genji, Days of the Blade. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a lot of just, yeah, a lot of meh games in the PS3 launch. So, yeah. I don't think that the PS2 launch was had great titles I don't either. think... I think only Nintendo actually launches with, quote, good launch titles, and it's like it comes with what? Like, you get the that new Zelda Mario or something. Like, 
Yeah, it's usually something in house. Mm. Yeah, and that they that they and well, they have a lot of very very popular you know in house series. Yeah, because so. Switch was Breath of the Wild. Um, uh, Wii U was yes. I'm not sure what Wii U had now that I'm trying to think uh, about I don't it. Even remember. Bayonetta two. The promise of Bayonetta two. Um uh, of course the Wii the Wii itself came out with just a host of, you know, small titles to take advantage well, of the controller. I, I think it's almost yeah. like Wii a uh, Wii Sports in hindsight was a fucking wrecking ball, but like it also launched with Twilight Princess. Like that Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean didn't the Switch launch with uh Breath of the Wild? Wasn't that yeah. a release date title? Yeah, we mentioned yes, that's we what meant, I said. We mentioned okay. that. Okay, yeah, no, well, I heard Twilight Princess. Also. Oh, We're on the Wii now. Okay. Yep. We're to kind of working Other waggle-based controllers, damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the, well, the GameCube had a, had a Mario game. And... Yeah, that was, I think it came with, what, Sunshine? And yeah. I feel like yeah. Smash for that thing was a release date game, or very yeah. close to a release was window it? game. I don't, I don't know. know if Smash was. I I, I remember. I, I'm pretty sure Brawl and the one on the Wii came out really early on in those things cycles, but I could be totally remembering wrong. Like I remember, like part of why I got a GameCube was to play uh, Brawl, mm. and then want to play Animal Crossing, <laughs> but I don't remember at this point. Like, uh, could we look this up? Yes. Are we going to? No. I'm <laughs> looking right now. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I don't see anything about for the GameCube. Wait, wait, the did Brawl come out on the Cube? I thought that was the Wii. No, the Wii was uh, the one that introduced the Smash Ball. Uh, Brawl is technically a GameCube game. No, sorry, right? Melee, Melee is the GameCube game. Melee is the yeah, GameCube. Melee is the GameCube. That's what Melee, I was like, what? No. Melee, Melee, because Brawl Ball is in the Wii one. You're absolutely right. I'm having a Smash continuum problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering Melee went on for so fucking long. Yeah, Easy to it's still that. going on, depending how you measure it. Yeah. Let that shit go, people. <laughs> if you're upset about that statement, please sure. I, no, 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 don't. I don't want any more. <laughs> I don't want to hear about how the Smash community's legit FGC, and I should stop being assholes to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. It's just not my. It's not my character to change on that topic. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not changing, we got another Red Dead Redemption Online, or Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Whatever the correct name for that damn thing is. It's just Red Dead Online, Yeah, Red usually. Dead, yeah. yeah. RDO? Red- yes, we have a new RDO update for you. <laughs> Remember that patch we were so we thought was so cool last week with the animals and all that jazz? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that thing busted that game open and just... As a person watching this from the outside, it's amazing. I'm sure as a person trying to play that game, you want to put needles in your eyes right now because some of these screenshots are just fantastic. We're talking floating carriages. We're talking like horses with backwards legs. Uh, it's it's amazing. Sorry, Red Dead Online community. <laughs> What the shit is this? Oh, it's great. It's uh, raining alligators. Yeah. Weird. Just. I cannot recommend enough spending some time going through these pictures. I 
I think it was like back in the when this thing first launched out these types of crashes because people were like piling cougar pelts up or something like that and causing the game to crash. <laughs> this is of that same vein, but the game was just doing it to you where it's like, ha, huh, all these gators are raining all of a sudden and and nothing. It's just raining gators. You're kidding. It's raining gators. Holy and, shit. And there's like a a, a ghost game breaking like the bald man, I guess he's just now. Uh, yeah, a lot of people have run into him, and it's just like one weird NPC that's occasionally normal, but more often super glitched out, like running in place or just floating, and often will cause the game to crash. So. Oh, there he is! Yeah, the bald yeah. man. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. They they've. They've obviously angered somebody, somebody's ghost, and he's just in the game now. <laughs> Alex, you laugh at the bald man, but the bald man's coming for you now. Yep, he's gonna show up in WoW now. He's gonna, gonna slender man WoW. his way into WoW, then real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought that was fun, dumb. Like, it's it, it's up there with uh, Fallout 76 level shenanigans at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, the animals are real cool, and I'd say, in a certain sense, they're still pretty cool. Alligator rain sounds like a thing that is delightful if in If you gave form. me a choice between, like, game-breaking uh, bug weirdness, and, like, your options were the, the Fallout 76 stuff where it's truly detrimental to your enjoyment of the game, like progress lost, all that stuff, or if it's yeah. like, yeah... It still is going to stop you from playing the game, but you're going to see 30 seconds of alligators raining from the sky. I'd be like, okay, that second one actually sounds kind of funny. Like, yep. If you want to see this deer on fire running through a plane lighting shit on fire, I would. That sounds way better than just falling through the map constantly. So, I'm looking into this bald man theory of Red Dead Online, but apparently it's a conspiracy theory now. Great. Like, what kind? That, so the Red Dead Online, people are saying that it's the bald man that he's rendered to look like uh, a guy known as Dan Hauser, who was the Rockstar co-creator, who apparently hated GTA Online. <laughs> yeah, supposedly Dan Hauser, former vice president of creative and co-creator of Rockstar Games, is out here crashing the game with this patch update we got a couple days ago. Uh, the game was okay with some bugs, but now it's broken. Uh, he didn't hide the fact that he hated GTA Online. Uh, so if it's true, he'd focus on that more. That's interesting. Apparently, that's who it is. <laughs> it looks a lot like him. It looks a lot like him. Yeah. Here, so, well, so the picture... So to be fair, beside... does that mean the NPC looks like him, or he just is so generic looking in person, he looks like a bland NPC? No, I don't little know. Little of A, little of B. Yeah. Still, though, he's out here haunting the game. Yep. <laughs> that's fucking that's great. Now. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Next news article. <laughs> I, where do we go from here? Uh, haunted fucking game? Well, we go to the Ultimate Neo Geo Home Arcade Machine. Okay, cool. I think we talked about this many podcasts ago at this point, how Japan was getting a much cooler 
Neo Geo arcade cabinet thing that you can put on a desk or something, and it was not coming to the U.S. Well, that's no longer the case, and we're getting a pretty cool Neo Geo arcade cabinet thing coming to the U.S. now. Is it a full-size arcade cabinet, is what I'm saying here? No. It is kind of the top important part of an arcade cabinet. It, it's still the mini arcade. Like, it's still, this thing's not huge by any measure. Okay. I'm not sure exactly how big this thing is, but yeah, the, the tabletop version will cost you 450 bucks. But you, for an extra 50 bucks, you can make it into, like, the stand-up version. Oh, like the full stand-up non-table version? Yeah. Yeah, which oh. is pretty cool. Yeah. I I want that. Yeah. I don't know how I wonder I, I wonder how big it is. I can't I can't really tell. It's got a set of arcade sticks and buttons and stuff, so I'm guessing it's It looks maybe full size. That's what I'm guessing, but I can't tell. Because they've put out a mini one yeah. already. Like so they have it. The height wise, just the one without the full arcade setup, yeah, is twenty five inches tall. So okay, that's so that's that, that's real arcade that's, cabinet height. That's at that that's point. two feet. That's yeah. a full yeah. two feet. So that's so, actually that's yeah. It seems like closing in on close to the size. I'd if you say get the bottom attachment with the base, it adds an extra thirty two inches on top of. It. Okay, so you're getting yeah. What, so it's seven. It's maybe a little cramped, but it's a full-size arcade cabinet, I think, at that point. Yeah. Getting closing... Definitely closing in on that, because... Yeah. Uh, has a 17-inch LCD display, which is... That's a little smaller than what you would get in an arcade, but close close to. Yeah, like I said, it'll be a little cramped, but, like, it's a... How often are you actually going to post another person, really? I but I think it's... I think it's super cool. I mean, yeah. that's things like... This is another thing where it's like, this is still cheaper than getting an actual, like, Neo Geo machine. Anything's cheaper than getting an actual Neo Geo. <laughs> but this one all, but I mean, that's the big thing. It's like, because the games would be separate if you just bought a Neo Geo machine. An actual Neo Geo set up like a... And that's not including the small warehouse required to store all the Neo Geo cartridges. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this one comes with 50 games, and it's 500 for the whole package, which, yeah, a Neo Geo MVS or AES will cost more than 500 yeah. by itself. So, yeah, um, just like the sort of uh, the arcade mini, the Sega arcade mini, yeah, these are, this is something that's just, like, way cheaper. It's something that you don't find on a console. Like, this isn't something that I that I just already own, like... I already have a Genesis in NES that I still play occasionally, and I have games for. So, when yeah, the the minis looked really cool, but I'm like, also, I would probably never use them because I just have the actual regular console. Yeah. But with this, no, I don't own an MVS or a AES. So yeah, that's actually kind of cool. I based on how Henry's talking, I just want to check on this one, Alex. Are you aware how big a Neo Geo cartridge is? No, I don't actually. Oh, how do you <laughs> how do you expose the Neo Geo cartridges, Henry? Except for, it's I know exactly how actually. So the Neo Geo, the home console, was just a way to literally play the arcade chips at mm. home, and the arcade chips are like the size of like a cafeteria tray. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I, yeah, they're they're fucking big. Yeah, so real big. The, the original Neo Geo like, home console thing was this lightweight, AES. shitty piece of plastic 
that simply acted as an interface to put a piece of arcade hardware onto a home TV. Like, yeah, at the time in what was this nineties, eighties dollars? It was nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, in nineties dollars, a Neo Geo cartridge could run you easily a hundred dollars minimum, kind of thing. Like, also because you could like take one out of an arcade cabinet or vice versa, and they would work together. It was like a little switch you had to press to make them work and stuff, but yeah, like Neo Neo Geo cartridges are ridiculous. Like you could build a small house for a hamster out of one. They are really big. Yeah. All right, so it's like think roughly at least twice the size, around twice the size of like a uh, S, uh, Super Nintendo cartridge. They're the size of a PS2. Yeah, they're they're very very large. Maybe oh, I'm exaggerating wow. some. I'm thinking of maybe the old ones. But you you can see some comparisons. Like yeah. I saw a comparison here of like, yeah, it's it's about twice the size of a of a Super Nintendo cartridge. Yeah, Super I'm... Nintendo contra- or cartridges are not small either. Okay, it's not as big as a PS2 was, but it's maybe about the size of a, a Nintendo console originally. It's bigger than the retro Nintendo is definitely. Oh, way bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah those <laughs> cartridges are gigantic. Yeah. I... Yep. Yeah, like, it had multiple things. It had to make connections for the things to play. Like, it's... They were the fragilest of cartridges known to man. And, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the list here. I'm just like, whoa. It's All a good the list. King of Fighters. Yeah. Like, look, like, all the King of Fighters, all the Metal Slugs, all the Samurai Showdowns, all the Fatal Furies. Yeah, that game Ooh. list is impressive. Yeah. It's a whole lot of fighting games, which... Since this has two sets of joysticks, seems pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I assume we'll see this at Evo if Evo ever returns, but yeah. Like... The only thing about this is how do you capture out of it if you're going to see it at Evo? I I don't know, actually. Maybe you don't. It probably has a capture. It probably has a capture, to be honest. Well, I also suspect in typical Neo Geo fashion, like, you pop the back of this thing open and you get in there. Everything's there. there. (laughs) Like an adult. Yeah, I... This is not me being condescending for a change. Like, the Neo Geo was not a video game console for kids. The Neo Geo was, like, the home console for arcade weirdos that wanted to get really good at Street Fighter. But yeah, I guess King uh, of Fighters is more accurate, but yeah, it's... Oh, it has... Yeah, uh... Yeah, it, I'm not sure I knew a single kid growing up that had a Neo Geo. Like, other stuff, yeah, but, like, the Neo Geo was just, like, this oddity. Like, fuck... Have you ever seen a portable Neo Geo, Henry? The Neo Geo, I think it's called the Gold or something? Uh, no. Oh, uh, it's... I, I don't know how it came into being. It's not an original thing, but someone made a housing that you can put Neo Geo cartridges into that you can then, like, with, like, 12D batteries make run for a while. It's like a Game Gear, except you're putting in a piece of plastic that already weighs, like, three pounds itself into another device. It's... It's a massive, ridiculous, stupid thing, but you can play your Neo Geo cartridges on the go if you so wish. It's my handheld, but like it's the size of a small TV. Oh, uh, also another thing, it comes with two figures as well. It comes with a Terry Bogard and an Iori Yagami. You're just making money at that point. Yeah. So this is, oh yeah, this is something, I would buy it with the base because the base is only 50 more bucks. Yeah. It's like, at that point, it's just like, you might as well just have a fucking actual arcade cab for a fraction of the price of an actual arcade cab. And while this isn't that tall, it's 
It's pretty tall. I mean, with well, the if uh, it's not tall enough, you go and build a cooler base for this. Like, yeah, the functionality is there. Just make a cooler base for this thing. Like, go out and buy your stone or granite pillar to put this thing on, and really get and do it upright. So yeah, thirty-two inches. That kind of comes up to most people's waist yeah. around, or or a little lower than. I'm also not going to pretend so. to know how tall an old school cap actually was. Well, they're a little taller than that. Yeah. Whereas, like, but. Also, the maybe CRT a little bit, but not too much taller. Yeah. Actually, I mean, this is a only a slightly smaller scale because, yeah, I'm just, I just, I've still gone to arcades and they're a little taller than that. Where you could like this one, you'd have to kind of duck a little bit. It seems like to play it, like, yeah. but not much. But yeah, it seems real cool. I, I want it. I super want this, especially with that they have a base for it too. I wonder if the base does anything other than just, like, this is a piece of wood that I'd it sits on. I'd assume not. Like, maybe it's got working coin interfaces just so you can put the coins in it and collect them, but that that would cost more than 50 bucks to have it do more. Yeah. I imagine it's probably just a really nice-looking wooden box, which, you know what, for 50 bucks... Yeah, I'll take it. That's like a piece of, you know, uh, furniture, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I want this. I want this real yeah. bad. I'm with you. Oh, man. <laughs> if there wasn't a pandemic happening right now, I'd be having a very different conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're obviously going to kind of sidestep the biggest topic of the week and come back to that last. So hang around. That, that That's coming. Don't worry. We're not ignoring that. We're going to jump over to Riot Land for a little bit. Uh, we'll call this the end for now to the ongoing story of Riot's most recent um, is faux pas the right word for this or are we calling this a, a, another event in the ongoing series of what the fuck were you thinking Riot yeah I don't know it's just it's just the next part it's really weird but yeah go go ahead yeah so uh, if you missed the last couple podcasts I think maybe it was just the last one maybe it's the last two <laughs> uh, last two I think yeah. yeah Riot Europe got involved with some um not great business partners that uh, have a real interesting history, and given everything Riot's kind of chosen to court in the public eye, contradicts basically all of that, and they've backtracked that and been very apologetic, as you might expect from a large corporation that got caught with its pants down in such a situation. But we're they're sorry. We're, yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're they've now announced that they are going to form. A Globals Deal Council and Ethics Committee. Hmm. Feels like something that maybe should have been in place in the first case, or like, maybe this just means they're now reading and Googling some of the contracts they get through occasionally, but I... They've hired expert Googlers to look up people they're going to potentially do business with. Jake, nephew to the owner, will now be hired to look up companies we're about to have dealings with. Jake, what's your take on this? Seem real shady, boss. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I remember when, you know, like, uh, the... Uh, gosh, I can't even remember who it was. Decided to go on, like, 8-8-chan or whatever, like... Yeah. Uh, That's Nordic? T- yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, THQ Nordic, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it, it reminds me kind of of that, like... Did you not even bother to Google this before you did it? So, but yeah. But, no, it's... 
Well, we'll see if this is a meaningful thing, yeah. but it's such a, yeah, uh, yeah, Eldo, well, yeah, Riot being Riot. Yeah. I mean, I would even go as far as say corporations corporating. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Being a corporation. Yeah, no, it, it very much has the, like, it, the true vibe of, we understand the last business deal we made might have made a couple of people a little unhappy. You, 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 you purchased water in the desert and made it privatized. We understand certain people were, un- were unhappy with our last decision, and it had a bit of a unpopular reception. Everyone hated it. We've heard you, and now we've decided to drop the price on the water. Just don't privatize the water. No, no, we can't do that, but we have this board now that gets in the way of us making bad decisions ever again. Do they work for you? Yeah. Are they an outside entity? No. So... Yeah, I... We'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of curious what life is like at Riot right now, because they keep... <laughs> It's not like they ever, like, un-escalate. Every single mess-up they have is another escalation of, like, man, is there any foot left to shoot yourself in? Damn. I know somebody that works there. Huh. Um, you know, I I can't, I'm not gonna really go sort of... No, sure, yeah, you shouldn't. I'm saying anything that, you know, that he's the, the, the person, you know, that's my friend. But yeah, um, I do know somebody that works there, so, I mean, I do... I do know a little bit of inside stuff, but yeah, um, they're they're definitely being walked through a lot of controversy right now. Well, speaking of controversy, let's get the controversy train a rolling. Ubisoft, mm. another usual stop on this train ride this week. Um, I thought Ubisoft fixed all their problems and they're doing better now. So did I, yeah. man. But apparently, more prop like <laughs> apparently this internal investigation they're doing is turning up a lot of problems at a company that apparently was very problematic. Yeah, so uh, on this week's chopping block, um, let me zoom in so I can try and find the right name. Yeah, Ashraf uh, Ishmael. Yeah, the former creative uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director has been uh, fired. Following the independent misconduct investigation, like, cause, effect, here we go. It's not clear exactly what he's what he got fired for, just that he has been fired. And it was unearthed yep. as part of this ongoing investigation. So he had stepped down just from the position itself, like, not, be, you know, not leaving the company, but he stepped down from the position itself. I think we did report on that. Yeah. Uh, but... After he made uh, inappropriate advances towards Assassin's Creed's fans, which is... I don't hmm. know if we talked about this. We may have missed this one. I I don't know. It's hard to keep track of the Ubisoft stuff at this point. Yeah, but in any case, yeah, now he's officially been fired. Yeah. So he's he's dismissed and he's gone. But, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I wonder if, yeah, how many more people are going to get caught in this thing? Because there's... But I will say this, there again, they don't seem to be afraid to fire executive level people. Yeah. Which, you know what, that says, that kind of says a lot to me. Like, that's not something that's been happening at, say, Riot, or, you know, other places that sort of have been, you know, been identified 
as being problematic. At least Ubisoft is. seems to be actually cleaning house. And honestly, I, I have to say, like, to me, that shows to me that they're at least somewhat serious about this. That they're not just like, we'll do better. They're like, actually, we're going to fire lots of people. Yeah. Like, we should have done this before, obviously, yes. But, yeah, we're getting rid of several executives that have been responsible for this. So instead of, like, firing a lot of low-level employees or just brushing it under the rug, they're like, no, we're going to fire executive-level people. And that's, to me, that means they, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty massive, to be honest. That's not something we've seen. I haven't seen a, a, a sort of mass firing of executives like this ever in any company. Think about it. Can you think of an example? I'm sure if I thought on it long and hard, I could come up with one, but off the top of my head, no. It's, but it is rare. Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, you know, yeah. I'm just no, saying that. Sure. It, yeah, so I feel like, yeah, Ubisoft is actually trying to do better. Not just saying they're doing. And, yeah, this is just the latest part of that. All right, keep with the corporate train. We're moving over to EA for a little bit. I... And maybe this isn't the feel-good moment of the year you need, but we're giving it to you anyway. Uh, so, EA executives were blocked from receiving a very large amount of money by their investment board. So, and this is not something I necessarily knew existed, but now that I've heard it out loud, this kind of makes a lot of sense of how people in certain positions make as much goddamn money as they do when companies still exist. So, there was a vote that was blocked by... Uh, investors in EA that essentially shuts down that shut down a executive bonus program, I guess is probably the kind of layman's concept of this. Yes. Where yes. on top of the normal salaries, it was what, sixty million dollars was gonna get paid out as part of this? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas they're already making a pretty healthy sum yeah. and um I mean they make around you know, one makes around seven hundred thousand, another makes eight hundred and fifty thousand a year. Which that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, they they yeah, they're looking at just yeah really you know, making it bigger, but it seems yeah, I don't know. This is this is a rare occasion of like, yeah, the investors being like, Yeah, actually maybe like let's not give all this extra money to just five people. Maybe we should give that to other people in the company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I for one, I normally investors are always kind of a sticky situation because you have companies like Blizzard oh yeah, that no. do all sorts of shady shit to appease them. But yeah. I will say, I, I okay, this is what happens when you have investors with a conscience, I guess. Yeah, I think this is more just investors looking at the long term, and yeah, we have to keep this company going somehow, and. You guys are already paid through the nose. We don't need to pay you through a second nose now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, one of the investment groups made a very strong statement, said, yeah, it went too far in terms of executive pay while paying multi-million dollar bonuses following worker layoffs. So one of the investors like straight up said, you just laid off a lot of people. How can you give massive bonuses when you literally just laid off people because you aren't making enough money you, you, you can't you can't have both here which you know what 
they called them out on that, and you know, yeah. I'll give them props for that. They called them out on the actual, you just laid off people. You don't get to act like you have enough money for bonuses now. Oh no, we can't. We have that money because we laid off all those people. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what that's saying. It's like, yeah, you don't get to have that money. But yeah, interesting, interesting. Yep. Before we leave EA land, though, we have a little more EA news. Uh, EA uh, has unified EA Access and EA Origin Access into one thing known as EA Play. Now, before you get too excited. It's still a pers- it's still a subscription per platform it's on. It's not it's not Game Pass. It's not that good, but at least we're no longer trying to compare slightly different types of oranges anymore. Yeah. Mm. Same functionality you're used to, but yeah. That's good, right? I guess. Yeah. It's really just a name change. Yeah. It's unified, but whatever. They also got out there and had some surprisingly un-EA kind of positivity on the not having to buy a next-gen version of certain games and stuff, but... There's been a lot of weird controversy around that lately, though, too. Like, the idea that games that came out a couple years ago that's like, oh, we're releasing it on the PS5 and new Xbox. It's like, oh, we get a free upgrade, right? No. (laughs) That game came out a while ago. We've put some work into it then. Well, other games are doing it, and it's cool they're doing that. I still don't know how I feel on that one. Like, on one hand, it's the, you still have access to this? Yeah, then shut the fuck up. But I also get it. Like, I wish Destiny, I'm hoping Destiny does a free upgrade path of some kind, but we'll see. But enough about that. Now for the... 800-pound gorilla with an 800-pound gorilla with an 800-pound gorilla on its shoulders topic (laughs) of the week. Yes, that's three 800-pound gorillas, bringing us to a total of of eight, uh, math failing me right now, 2,400 pounds, or 24,000 pounds of gorilla. Yes. Stacked. Ah, topic of the week, I guess. Um... Unless you're living under, unless you're living under a rock, you may have seen that Epic versus Google versus Apple is trending all the fuck over the place, and it's because and there's almost two or three stories happening through this. The top level story is Epic added the ability to buy V Bucks through the Fortnite app on various platforms at discounted at a discounted price, specifically on the ice um, on iOS well, and that's, Android. That's 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 not well. It, it just well, V Bucks were already available. Yeah. They just they just lowered the cost of the in game. Well, currency. I was getting to that. You could circumvent the store and you could buy directly but from them for a discount. Well, that's not the uh, no. Well, that's the not the part of it. I mean, they added their own direct payment. Yes, that, that's system. dude. Let me let me finish. I'm, I'm trying to get to that. Like yeah. it's 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 a direct payment. It kind of it cuts the iOS Android store aspect of it out. You're going straight through how you would buy V-Bucks normally, which, if you're not familiar with Fortnite, you're now sitting there going, wait, can I just do that if I go to, like, the Epic Store or something? And yes, yes, you always could. And that little detail will become a little bit important as we go into this. So, in reaction to this, Epic, not, not Epic got kicked up, sorry, not Epic. Fortnite got kicked off of Apple iOS relatively quickly with a statement saying it violated its in terms of agreement. And then shortly after that, Google got kicked out. Uh, Google kicked Fortnite off their platform too. 
within like an hour of this happening, Epic released the parody video of Apple's, what year is that thing from? 1984. Yeah, the 1984 video of Fortnite characters smashing. Uh, literally, it's a shot-for-shot remake of an old Apple kind of like, we're different and better than Windows because we're here to start a revolution. And again, if I if you notice, I said like within an hour of that, it's not like days later, they had this thing ready, oh, to, ready go. to go. Yeah, like yeah. so. Yeah. I'm trying to give kind of like a honest breakdown of how this all happened for those who didn't manage to kind of keep track of it in real time. So the timeline is V-Bucks store happens inside of apps, circumvents existing store system, gets kicked off platforms, video happens, and now we're here. With And what here now means is you now have Epic that's worth just a fuck ton of money. We talked about it last week. It's like $18 billion versus Apple versus Google. And this is an interesting situation because from the gamer perspective, Epic hasn't done anything wrong. They've tried to offer people a better deal for their money. It's it's and depending on how you look at this, Epic hasn't done anything wrong. They can point to points in the terms of service that point to this is totally okay. You could always have kind of done a system of this by just going to their website or not through the store to do this. Like Hell, I think through the Epic Store, just on PC, you can buy V Bucks that you can then spend. Yeah. In the game, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. you can. Um, a really weird thing. All right, so this is something that I feel like is kind of part of the language that both Google and Apple shared. Was they said, "Keep the store safe for our users." Yeah. I don't see how a payment system through them does that. Yeah. It, that that's the part of it that that seems to me like they both picked up on the exact same corporate speak of we're just doing this for you we do this for you the consumer so i'm just just saying that google and apple are using the exact same language to act like their payment system is somehow better for the users which is i have to say that's that's a really corporate bullshit way of putting it. And the it. fact that it's kind We know the real reason. You just want a piece of that fucking pie. Yeah, and on top of that, like... Don't act like it's for the safety of your users. That's bullshit. And, and on that same vein of things, Fortnite's response to that has been, we think the Apple and Android OS's kind of prices that you have to pay out as part of our transaction, essentially, are exorbitant. Like, it's 30% on Apple, which is exorbitant! <laughs> Like I'm not. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that's that's one of the highest percentages out there. I'm not sure I know the Google one off the top of my head, but I'm guessing it's similar. Yeah, yeah. It's so from that perspective. Yeah, Epic is the good guys, and if you remember that again, Epic is a not million, multi-million dollar, but multi-billion-dollar company. It's making hand money over fist with a whole bunch of labor and crunch and other allegations. Like we haven't forgotten the fact that there's no resolution as of yet to that whole. Hey, Fortnite keeps stealing dances, but can you steal a dance topic and making money off of it? Ongoing conundrum. Yep. Like that's still very much a thing out there that you should think about occasionally because it never went anywhere. And Epic's done a very good job of presenting this whole thing as we're doing this for you, the gamers, the consumers, the people, when in fact they just don't want Apple cutting out as much of their bucks sale as they can kind of thing like it's all right and so the interesting thing about this is is because of the way the two platforms work yeah. like 
Google can't prevent people from still downloading the app. Like, you can still download the app through Epic. Because the way Android is, Android isn't, like, doesn't prevent you from putting, like, other apps on your phone. Yeah. Mm. Like, I think I have one or two apps on my phone that were just direct from the app provider and not through the store, not through the Google store. However, to be on an iPhone, you have to you have to be in the Apple Store, or else you cannot you can't just download an app onto an iPhone. Yeah, like it, that that capability isn't there. So to put that in the terms of people maybe more kind of used to hearing in context of phones. You don't need to jailbreak an Android phone because it's inherently already jailbroken. Like you can put third party apps on there, but you're not secure by Google standards at that point. Apple has. That's why jailbreaking exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so they can put yeah non yeah non not official stuff yeah. or not not approved not Apple Store approved stuff on your phone. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the difference there. So I mean, Epic's still gonna or the Fortnite can still be on Android based phones, but it won't be on iPhones at all. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of add that yeah. in. But yeah. So at this point, you're really choosing what corporation you're choosing to simp. Well, um, and, essentially. and this is where it gets problematic, because, like, if you dig back through all of the epic, like, set aside all of my cynicism, set aside, like, every pundit that said something one way or another on this one, there is some truth to it. The Apple Store and the Android Store do take a pretty sizable chunk. They are mm. tyrannical in their approaches to such things, like, the xCloud cannot exist on Apple because it does essentially this exact thing. Like, there's been an ongoing problem, specifically with the iOS world, where there's a lot of, like, it'd be really cool if we get this streaming thing for other games on there, but because it's kind of a backdoor into a larger system, it's not allowed. And they've played fast and loose with these rules. Like, you've been able to buy V-Bucks through, like, again, like, you can... The V-Bucks you bought elsewhere have never been a problem on the store. It was the circumventing the store part that became the problem for Apple at that point. Like, Yeah. And well, that, to be fair, Amazon does something similar like this with the Kindle. Yeah. You can't buy a Kindle book on the iOS store, as far as I know. You have to go through Amazon's website and then buy it there, and the Kindle app on the iOS device only lets you download it once it's in your library. Yeah, and... You can't yeah. buy it. No, yeah. and... Yeah, so now that's kind of where I was going to this next, where it's like this put that's a lot of people have rightfully so framed this as kind of this big antitrust debate. And it's it's not not that. That's the problem. Like there's a lot of things being said and surfaced as part of this that kind of like like you just said, it applies to a whole swath of tech. The fact that you can't buy Kindle apps from anywhere but Amazon is a problem, kind of, from a consumer standpoint. There are other ways of getting stuff onto Kindle devices that aren't hard and aren't necessarily illegal, but the fact that you can't buy a Kindle book and just be like, okay, now, cool, it's on my Kindle, that is weird. But also, it's proprietary tech. And, 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 well, and, I mean, when I was referencing the Kindle, I mean buying the Kindle book for the Kindle. Right, and the, the workaround for that for a long time has been it's external to that uh, ecosystem. Like, the Kindle app is a weird one where technically you're reading it on there, but it is... There are Kindle devices and other stuff you can read a Kindle book on. Like, yeah, it's... Most of the stuff you buy through Amazon isn't used directly on your iPhone or Android device. 
Well, that's what I was referring to. Is if you were going to use it like an i like let's say an iPad. Yeah. You couldn't buy the book on uh, the Kindle app on iOS. You would log into like another browser on the computer, buy the book, and now that it's in your library, then you can download it. You can yeah. still use the Kindle app to view other PDFs. It's not like it's proprietary to only that, but yes. It is buying it in that same ecosphere, kind of like how you would buy a Nintendo Switch online game that only works for the Nintendo Switch kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, that's that's the thing. Well, and you haven't even gotten into, like, the result, what's resulted of this little spin. Yeah, so we're kind of slow burning our way through this. Yeah. So, And, again, like, and this is kind of where it goes from, no matter how you want to think about it, here is the factual reality of this, and... We'll open this up to kind of us three arguing about this in a couple minutes. The factual reality is you now have the... I'm not sure what the right phrase to describe it. You basically now have gamers positioned by Epic and Tim Sweeney against Google and Android, Google and Apple at this point. Like, it's... Mm. The simple fact of the matter is Epic did a thing. It's good for people, generally speaking. It, it is. It's technically good for consumers. Apple and Google shut it down, essentially, and, like, unceremoniously shut it down, and if you were previously using an iPad or an, or any other iPhone to play Fortnite, you can't anymore, unless you're kind of doing the well, backdoor you... approach to Android, you can't do that anymore yeah. either. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, well, you haven't even mentioned the fact that now that there are court cases... Yeah, so, and kind of like the the, the final path of this is that Epic has indeed filed court cases against both. Oh, they had them ready. The moment yeah, I, they got banned, it was ready. Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. this was a and, calculated maneuver. Yes. Uh, and especially... Uh, but the thing is, is like, alright, so they, they mentioned this for the Apple thing, for their case against Apple, noted that the, like, if you were a, if you use a, like, a Mac computer with, like, Mac OS, though there's no carefully curated store for Mac OS. You could just buy a game and put it on, or buy software and put it yeah. on your system. There's no... And so why is there a requirement for that to be on a mobile device? That's a very good question. Yeah. And also, one of the other things I... I, I think it was in a video I saw earlier this week. I didn't remember where I heard it, but one of the comparisons they made was uh, when you look at, for example, the McDonald's app on... Uh, on the phone, you can order McDonald's and uh, Amazon, or sorry, and iOS or Google don't take a thirty percent cut. Yeah, of your purchase on the McDonald's app. Well, and again, that goes yeah. back to kind of this is why I mentioned the whole outside of eco thing. Like the yeah. the explanation given is that all of those things are, in the case of McDonald's, literally consumed, but they're utilized outside of the ecosystem of the phone. It, it gets like. To go with a more kind of straightforward kind of, but also here's examples where this violates that, like Netflix. Does anyone pay their Netflix subscription through the end through the Android or iOS store? Like you just have a subscription for that. And yeah. yes, technically that's outside the ecosystem, but yeah, it's being consumed on your phone or iPad mm -hmm. or whatever, and. It's not, yeah. like, in some way different than what you're experiencing somewhere else. Like, Netflix is Netflix, and that subscription exists. Like, that's... And this kind of what you're bringing up is where a lot of this stuff falls apart. Where, like, if you're if you're going by the book, so long as X is used outside of the ecosystem, 
is a very cut and dry example of that, except you can start poking holes with just thousands of examples where that doesn't actually work at that point anymore. Like, it all starts falling apart pretty mm-hmm. quickly when you start being like, oh, it's just outside of ecosystem purchases. Okay, every streaming platform, the pre-existing V-Bucks, like, any premium membership you have to any app that kind of accesses that premium membership of any kind. Yeah, like, yeah, Microsoft yeah. Outlook on Apple kind of is a yeah. weird one at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and you know what? And the thing is, while, you know, I'm not taking the stance of, you know, of like I'm on the side of Epic or I'm not on the side of any of these people, but I will say this to challenge a behemoth like yeah. Google or Apple, it takes another behemoth like Epic. No, and I think it's one of those like, ones. Like you, like you're like some like little app developer isn't going to be able to go to to stand up to Apple and Google. They'll just get trampled. Like Epic has the money behind them, or they could take them to court. Yeah, it's this is a punching match that actually, unlike almost every other company on the face of the planet, Epic can go. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we can go toe to toe with you. So yeah. And, Hell, yeah, our not... CEO seems interested in going toe to toe with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm not there again. I'm not like here, like you know, praising Epic. Yeah, I'm just saying that to fight a behemoth, it takes a behemoth. Yep. This is this is a this is an equal punching opportunity, and and I think that Google and Apple deserve to be challenged on some things. Yeah, no, and I that kind that's where you get to the antitrust part, and that's the parts I find most fascinating. Like. Yes. Epic versus whatever is corporate versus corporate. I kind of, I'm like, yeah, go Epic. Mm-hmm. Suck it, yeah. Apple and Google a little bit because you guys have done shittier stuff to me lately than the other company has. But at the same time, <laughs> I, it's kind of like the lawsuits against Oculus and Facebook where I'm like, yeah, don't care that much. This is more just kind of fun to follow because some of these people are shit heels. Yep. Yeah, I... My issue is, and I think this is kind of where we were talking outside the podcast some about this, is that you already have kind of the flame war battlegrounds being put up. You have the Apple fan base and Google fan bases kind of that are now being besieged by the Fortnite crowd and all that comes with that. Like, we've unleashed the gamers upon the mainstream tech crowd. Send them in is kind of where we're at. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I guess as being a person with no loyalty to yeah. any of these, and not giving a crap about any of them, it's like the only the only company I really kind of simp for is like Sega, but that's it's more of an ironic of, simping at this point. It's, it's kind of it's yeah, it's more tongue in cheek, really. I mean, I like a lot of Sega yeah. stuff, but also my sort of I bring them up and I, I don't just yeah, I don't just hopelessly simp for them. Like, if they're doing something dumb or, yeah, whatever. But it's like, yeah, with this, um, yeah, I, 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 have, I don't care. If, I don't have any loyalty or real care for any of these three companies. Yo, knock each other out, please. Yeah. I'm I've... fine with that. <laughs> like, just lock each other forever into endless litigation until you run out of money. I really don't care. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at with this one. And it, 
this, this is going to be a big thing we're going to be talking about for a little while. I don't think it's going to be an Oh, yeah, this is going to be an ongoing thing. litigation. Well, so. And this is important, too. Like, it's one of those ones where the outcome of... The outcome for Fortnite is, in the grand scheme of things, not important. The possibilities of what happens as part of this could have unbelievable ramifications throughout the industry. Yeah. Most probably, like, it, this is a weird one where it's like, no matter who wins, the small guys don't necessarily lose in this one. Like, either yeah. things stay exactly the same as they are, which isn't great, but it's not like it's worse than it already has been. People have been making it work for the time being. Or it gets better. And that's kind of why we're capable of being maybe not positive-positive on this, because again, like Henry keeps saying, it's too monolithic megacorps duking it out at this point. Like, admittedly, one of these megacorps has, like, ten cent behind it on its back as a battery, and it's not as much of a megacorp as Google and Apple is, but still built a giant fuck-off robot, so who knows how this is going down. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, that's the thing, it's like, there are some ways, like, uh, there are, none of us are lawyers, but I feel like there's some ways it could go worse. Like, you, you mentioned, you know, like, McDonald's and sort of some other things getting away with, you know, because of just the type of product, you know, payment through there that's not, you know, necessarily being, you know, 30% taken from it to go toward, you know, to Apple or Google. You know, there's some that are already, you know, what if all of a sudden they, they really, like, a court case or a court decision goes through and it now they they're like actually since we have the ability to do so we're going to be that strict on everybody and uh, well and i think if you again, i think if you do that like i think the kind of it can't get worse aspect of that is if you do that that's mcdonald's just goes fuck it we don't need an app anymore like we're fucking mcdonald's yeah they're mcdonald's yeah like it's yeah. the app store only works because people want to be on the app store the yeah. moment you make that, the moment you make it more appealing to go to your like browser and go to uh, uh, anything at that point, just to place an order. Like hell, I won't download the Pizza Hut app because the web one gives better deals than the app does. Like I, yep. I, I, I foolishly and like dumbly navigate to PizzaHut.com rather than going through the Pizza Hut app because the oh, deals I, I are the just slightly better. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I get better deals through the uh, website yeah. for Domino's. But yeah, uh, yeah, this is yeah, this is a weird one. But there again, it's like since I have no skin in the game here, like I don't work for any of them. Yeah. I don't have any loyalty to any of them. You know, if they all knock each other out cold, I don't care. <laughs> well, Alex, that's like, the realest gamer amongst the three of us because you're willing to stand on gamer line and proclaim epic bad. Uh, how do you feel in this instance? I I know Epic bad, but like Stadia worse is my impression. Hmm. Stadia really bad. Epic still bad. And Apple? Apple always has been bad. Fair enough. Yeah, it's bad for Steam. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just bad all around. Yeah, it's just at the end of the day, we're we're choosing to simp what billion dollar corporations aren't really going to help us in any way, shape. or yeah. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, cool. I mean, I appreciate the battle and all that stuff, but really, at the end of the day, we're we're rooting for billion-dollar corporations to do billion-dollar things. Like, yeah, the winners okay. will once again be the lawyers. The lawyers were the winners. 
The lawyers win again. Here. So if you're a lawyer, congratulations, you're cashing it. Yep. I feel as though we need to just, we need to develop a lawyer for this ongoing proceeding of some kind. Like the official <laughs> Wicked Austin cast lawyer to report it on this stuff. Who's not actually yes. a lawyer? Maybe Nikolai yeah, tracksuit like knows someone like we can Phoenix. get in contact with. Maybe like Larry Lawyer Smith. Maybe. Or like a uh, you know like Phoenix Wrong. That's a fantastic <laughs> one. Phoenix Wrong. Maybe it's not Phoenix. <laughs> maybe it's like Albatross Wrong or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Albatross Wrong. What do you got for us? <laughs> Legal should be happening, yo. Thank you, Albatross Wrong. <laughs> Do you object? Nah, money in the bank, bitches. <laughs> Keep them stacks stacking. Well put, Albatross. Wrong. Well put. Yeah. We should we should hire on a uh, Bob Lobla. Bob Lobla, Lobla. He's above our pay yeah. grade. <laughs> we only go with legitimate lawyers around here. <laughs> Doing legitimate business. I, I feel like okay. So this lawyer character, if he's gonna be Albatross, wrong. And he's got to be like a combination of like a frat boy and uh, Ollie from, uh, was it Family Guy? Where he just and, yells out shit. And how about just throwing in a little bit of a legitimate business? And he's obviously Saul Goodman. And if he was, if, he's obviously yeah. Saul Goodman's Nikolai tracksuit equivalent. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 How do you feel about this recent court case? <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for that. Ins- <laughs> Thank you for that insight. <laughs> that so- this, this sounds correct for our take on this one. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like he's a needlessly greasy fellow who's balding too. I'm just not sure why, but yeah. Uh, so did you hear this? These guys lost their case. Lost their case. I didn't lose. <laughs> I didn't lose. I win. Pay up. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for that, uh, Albatross. Wrong. We appreciate yep. your commentary on this matter. What's your take, Albatross? Someone's going to get paid. <laughs> is it gonna be you albatross wrong it gonna be me oh <laughs> uh, i feel like albatross wrong would be like a top tier nascar level chase ambulance chaser. i'm assuming are we est- are we establishing the lore of albatross wrong We're right now i like- see the lore of albatross wrong <laughs> NASCAR chasing lawyer or <laughs> NASCAR ambulance chaser. Have you been in, have you been injured attending a NASCAR event? Call me, Albatross Long. I'll get you that money. And by you, I mean me through you. <laughs> He's like a very very eccentric fucking uh not Troy McClure. But what was the lawyer's name in the Simpsons? I can't remember all the name all of a sudden. Oh, it's going to kill me cuz yeah. I watch the Simpsons so much. The man owns many rings, is all I'm coming to mind with right now. Lionel Hutz. He's a really eccentric Lionel Hutz. But he gets paid, because Lionel Hutz loses all the time. <laughs> Getting paid, either way. The Albatross wrong way. Right. Albatross wrong. We guarantee a verdict. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Eventually, the court case will end. Yes. Albatross wrong. Death is inevitable, not just for those on death penalty. <sighs> uh, but yes, I, th- that's to expand our topic of the epic versus saga out a little bit more. Have you two been following kind of the weird reporting that's happening around the edges, basically explaining what the fuck's going on to non-gaming parents and stuff like that? It's kind of fantastic. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, so your teenager is pissed off about this. Here's why. It's like, oh, Okay. 
So now we have to explain what a Fortnite is. What is Fortnite? Why? Why is Fortnite? <laughs> and we'll put this into dad speak. Yes. Fortnite is a Nintendo game played on multiple consoles against people on the internet. It is allegedly a PvP game. Sorry, it's a game where you shoot other people and build things. It's a game where you're playing competitively against other people, like a sport. Also like a sport, it requires specific equipment. Oh my god, I just I just joked my way into the perfect explanation of this. This is like fucking... This would be like if uh, the guys that make basketballs and the people that run the basketball organizations got mad at each other. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah. Definitely happens. Yeah. It's kind of happening right now, depending on how you measure it. That's a separate topic. Yeah. But yep. Yeah, in this case, like, I would lean more to being like, I kind of like that Epic is challenging this stuff. I'm happy someone's finally challenging it. I, it's. Yeah. I, I wish it was a company that had a bit of a. I, I could get behind from a more altruistic standpoint. Like, on one hand, yeah. if not Epic, who? And I don't have an answer on that one. Absolutely. Like, Sony's not going to do it. Microsoft's not really going to do it. I thought they might have over the xCloud thing, but also Sony, Microsoft's perspective is, meh, who cares for Microsoft? Yeah, Tim Sweeney is a very aggressive Tim like, head of a company. Tim Sweeney! Very aggressive head of a company. Like, you don't hear a Tim Cook of Apple being this, like, kind of bombastic. Like, yeah, Tim Sweeney is definitely a weird guy. He's an interesting CEO. And that he's a very, very aggressive CEO. Yeah. But whereas a lot, a lot of them kind of like to just not really be that prominent. Well, I, I think the difference is, like, Tim Sweeney is epic at the end of the day. Like, it's his company yeah, kind of to a certain extent always has been. Like, he has the, he is an old, like, not to get really gamer speak for him, but he's like an OG gamer who's like middle up Doom Forever motherfuckers. Yeah. Unreal Tournament was my fucking game kind of thing. Yeah. Respect. I mean, in that way, he's kind of like a Gabe of Valve. Yeah, no, I think that's actually a perfect comparison in some ways. Yeah, where they kind of came up through it and, you know, always, and, you know, like for Apple, it would be, you know... Uh, Steve Jobs, I guess, or Wozniak, yeah. but not in the same yeah. way. But yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, Sweeney, yeah, the, he's... Yeah, he he's really like into this like really he I mean he's a programmer who kind of made his way up. No, and I think the difference is also like you can totally imagine Tim Sweeney screaming from the top of a building, skull a uh, blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne and like tackling <laughs> someone. Yeah. Cuz it's Tim motherfucking Sweeney. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, it's very much yeah, like a Gabe Gabe Newell of a Valve, where it's just like it's kind of him in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, and I've, <laughs> so on one hand, I've always liked that about Epic in some ways, where it's like no, you you have this like your, your owner is your company in a lot of ways, like based on your kind of past game stuff. Like it makes sense, even like even Fortnite, it makes sense. Like yeah, this is definitely kind of a extension of Tim Sweeney. I'm not sure how, but like it feels like an Epic game, like the Steam like. Steam and Valve are so divorced from each other in a weird way where it's like, no, when Steam act when Valve actually makes a goddamn game, you're like, oh shit, Valve game. Yeah. 
And Gaben's there like, bring me my knives. Not those knives, other knives. Yeah. They stole my minigun, I gave them some knives. But even, like, the name of, like, alright, so it was initially Epic Mega Games. So it's like, I just love the fact that it's just such a completely, like, I don't know. Look how big we are, bitches! Yeah, Epic Mega Games, it's just, yeah. Look at my (laughs) Megacorp, look at it! (laughs) Yeah. Anyone else got anything funny to say about this topic, or should we move on? I think we're good. No, 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 no epic bad jokes for you? No epic badass jokes or anything like that? <laughs> um, I thought I already said it. That's you fair. Me I, can, I, mean, I mean, okay, I don't know. if that... You were my to deny this to the people. That's fair. <clears throat> you, <clears throat> year of pizza winning, Alex. Yes. <clears throat> uh, a- a- ask me what my, what my feelings are on epic. Uh, how do you feel about Epic, Alex? <clears throat> epic bad. Fair enough. Keep it consistent. <laughs> Towing the party line. That's right. And we appreciate you for it. Uh, <laughs> we have no emails this week, but if you wanted to get in contact us with us, with, not with us, if you wanted to get in contact with us, not whatever I just said, how would you go about doing that, Alex? Uh, very simple. You would go ahead and... Um... Pull up your email composing clients and in the two column, uh, or two row rather, whichever one, um, you would put in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm sad to report that now all of our emails will be going through our legal department, headed by uh, one <laughs> albatross wrong. He will. This will slow down the email process some, but... We look forward to hearing from you. We have no. We'll email. be. We'll be. We're doing this for the safety of our users. Yes, for the safety of our users. We have a curated podcast here. We want to keep you safe <laughs> from what other podcasts are pushing on you. We're keeping this podcast safe for you, the listener. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no emails this week, uh, but. Yeah, send them in wickedawesomecast at gmail.com, down the show notes, etc., etc. I'm sure we ruffled some feathers this week. Let us know if we did. We're not laughing at you. It's just, oh, God, this is ridiculous. I hope feathers were ruffled, and I hope to read emails next week. Yeah. Epic bad. (laughs) I can't remember the last time we came up with a new character (laughs) (laughs) mid-podcast. I think that was Henry Ford, horse murderer. Henry Ford, oh, yeah. horse murderer, yes. Oh, we've never workshopped one mid-podcast, though. That I know for a fact. Mm. It's 2020. Oh. It's a year of many things that were unexpected. 2020, the birth of Albatross wrong. Yeah. Which is very fitting, yeah. I believe, for a, uh, yeah. Albatross wrong, the lawyer 2020 deserves. <laughs> It's just him, like, dropping a bunch of papers on his logo or something, like, whoops! <laughs> Albatross wrong. I do not and have never hung out with Nikolai Tracksuit. <laughs> God, we almost have enough characters for a Justice League. Yeah. God, which one's the Aquaman? 
Maybe it's Henry Ford Horse Murderer. Henry Ford Horse Murderer. No, he has a real power. <laughs> but it's only a specific power to murder and eat horses. Yeah. <laughs> it's he just eats a... them now? I don't know. <laughs> Did we just evolve a character? Yeah, now now not only does he like walk up to your horse horse carriage and death. kill your horse, he starts eating it in front of you while staring you down. This is some next level metal shit right there for a horse. Unhinges like, his jaw and eats your horse. Just in one fucking <laughs> The ghost of Henry Ford is impressively evil. It's like a oh, Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Is it a horse space caper, guys? No, Henry Ford, it's not. Oh, man. <laughs> I never get to do anything horse-related. You ate that dude last week? Yeah, but it wasn't a horse. Anything you do want to talk about before we close this out? I'm not sure there's anything else left to talk about after we've established this. Like, anything we say will fail in comparison to the sentences we just said. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm streaming on Mordak over on Twitch, M-O-R-D-4-K on Twitch, Thursdays and Saturdays. It's probably a lot of Solstice stuff, but maybe I'll finally put my money where my mouth is and start playing Vampire the Masquerade on it or something. Uh, mm. Come hang out. They're casual. I'm not sure I even turned audio on for the last one I did, where I'm like, yeah, fuck it, we're just gonna play. I'm not gonna, I, <laughs> you don't have to record me. There's no need to hear me going... Man, I hate, I fucking hate Solstice every ten minutes. <laughs> Just a long sigh as I do an activity. Anything coming up with you two? Um, I don't have anything in particular at the moment. I'm like, it's kind of this weird downtime for the next expansion. For yeah. Wow. So. I'm just messing around with other stuff. I might try Fall Guys because I got it for free on PlayStation Network. Yeah, if you check oh, out Fall cool. Guys, let me know. You can apparently you can do like up to like four player parties of that, so we can group up and play some mm. Fall Guys. Okay. It's on. Uh, is it crossplay? I no. have no clue. It's not right now. They have talked okay. about adding it, but right now it currently does not have crossplay. There is no reason no. that game shouldn't be crossplay. Exactly. Yeah. You're definitely there's well as we mentioned there's there's no advantages to using any control scheme. It's, I'd go so far as say the only advantage is to not play that game and get sucked in by its delicious Fall Guys, but that's a separate <laughs> topic. Yeah. Well, well, I am Kraken Zero. That's Z E R Zero on Facebook and Instagram. I might, I might do make a Twitter account. I don't know. Don't do it. You've lived well uh, without one so far. Don't have one. They're just bad. But, but honestly, like, it, what I would do on Twitter, I would just be doing an Instagram. I mean, I'd probably do the same thing. It's like, I just post to one and it posts to all three at the same time, so. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. That's where I am. And on Twitch. And if I'm on Twitch, it will. Uh, I'll post about it on Instagram or Facebook. So, that's me. So, <laughs> cue the metal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>